There are four simple thoughts as we've had those two scriptures that have read, been read to us already this morning. There are just um, four simple thoughts that have come to me from uh, the story of the children of Israel within the context of what we've heard this morning. <coughs> and then there's context from out of it for us as God's people today as well. And the four thoughts that I come to the conclusion of as we looked, as I looked at those verses was this. When it came to the children of Israel that God cared for them, God was with them, God went ahead of them, and God fought for them. Very briefly, we know the story perhaps very well, but God knew what their plight was. I looked at Exodus 3 last week and a few weeks before that, and we're reminded in Exodus 3 that God comes to Moses. He said, I've seen my people down in Egypt. I've seen the plight that they found in. I've, I've, I've seen the way that they've been so cruelly treated by this Pharaoh. And I've come because I want to bring them up out of Egypt. And I want to deliver them. And so God called Moses to go down and to be the means of bringing them up out of Egypt. And God was willing to do this because he cared for them. He cared for them passionately. He loved them. And I'm sure that God's heart must have been grieved as he saw the children of Israel down in Egypt being mistreated in the way that they were being mistreated. So God says, I'm come. I'm going to deliver them. And I'm going to bring them out. And so we find that as Moses went down into Egypt, and as Moses spoke to Pharaoh, we saw through all the plagues that were mentioned this morning. You know, last Sunday morning when I was speaking, that door was open, and uh, there was such a strong smell of weed coming in. Somebody must have been smoking it over the road. I, I, I was preaching on a high. <laughs> but this morning, as these children here have been Describing all these plagues, I started itching. <laughs> I could feel the nits, I could feel the locusts, I could see the frogs and everything else. It was so dramatic. But God did all this because there was a purpose behind it. He wanted to change the Pharaoh's heart so that eventually the children of Israel would come out of Egypt. And Exodus 13 verse 18 tells us, it says there, but God led the people. See, God cared for them. He cared for them so much that he wanted to get them to the point of where he wanted them to get to. And so God himself led them. Yes, he called Moses and Aaron and others perhaps to be leaders in the camps. But behind it all, God was the leader. God was leading them. God led them. But the wonderful thing in the story, because we've heard of it already about the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, that God was not only with them, but he went ahead of them. Isn't that wonderful? God was in the midst of them, but at the same time, he was ahead of them. And so he was there in the pillar of fire and in the pillar of cloud to just move them on into the next step in their journey. But as much as I've loved all that I've already mentioned there, I really love this verse 
when I came to read it from Exodus 14 and verses 23 to 24, when it says the Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea. And all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And this is what the Egyptians said. Let us flee from before Israel. Why? For the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. I love that. They didn't have to do any fighting themselves. God was doing it for them. Notice when they came to Jericho, they didn't have to fight. They just have to march around. God brought the victory. God caused the walls to come down. So God fought for them. He cared for them. He was with them. He went ahead of them. And he fought for them. See, it didn't matter whatever it was that the children of Israel were going to face, God had everything already planned out and worked out, even before they left Egypt. Isn't that wonderful? While they were trying to make bricks out of straw with very little mud, when they were being tormented and everything else, they thought God had forgotten about them. They thought God was neglecting them and couldn't be bothered about them anymore. But while all that was going on, God had got everything worked out for them, planned out for them, so that as they came out with whatever they faced, God was in control. God was going to fight for them. And doesn't this paint a picture of what God has done for us? came at the end of one of those slides we needed to be delivered we were in bondage to Satan, we were in bondage to sin, we were in the pit as the psalmist puts it we were no hopers there was, we were hopeless, we just didn't know what to do, but God had a plan and God put the plan into effect, and so we can say as well, as God's children this morning that God cared for us and still cares for us. God is with us. And God has gone ahead of us. And God will fight for us. And just briefly this morning, God cares. He knew all about our plight. And that's why he sent Jesus. Jesus came as our Moses. And as our Moses, Jesus came into this world to make the way possible for us to get out of our bondage and to get out of our strife and to get out of everything that was bringing us and keeping us in bondage so that we could get on the journey that would take us from bondage into our promised land to be found eventually into the presence of our almighty God. And he did it through Jesus. And Jesus is the only one that God has sent he only sent Moses to Pharaoh and he's only sent Jesus to this world and it is only in putting our faith and, faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that we can know what it is to be set free from the bondage of sin and to know what it is to be on a journey that will lead us to life everlasting. And we know that once we come to know Jesus as our Saviour and Lord that God is with us. 
just as he was with the children of Israel. So God was with us. And Jesus said in Matthew 28 and the latter part of verse 20, he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus promised his disciples and the promise is the same to each one of us as we've come to accept Jesus, that he will never leave us and forsake us. And he leads us by his Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit to be with us, to direct us and to move us forward as we journey through our Christian walk. And as well, he guides us with his precious word. And God is with us in so many different ways and we need to learn to appreciate the many ways that God is with us on this journey. But not only is God with us, but he's also gone ahead of us. Just as the pillar of fire and of cloud went ahead of the children of Israel. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 says that Jesus is already at the finishing line. And the scripture tells us there that we need to look to Jesus. Because he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. So Jesus is not just alongside us as we're walking through life. He's already gone ahead of us. He's at the finishing line, watching for us. And I believe he's cheering us on. He's prompting us to keep going. And as we keep our eyes fixed upon him, we can reach the finishing line. But we need to keep our eyes fixed upon him. We need to keep our eyes focused upon him. Sadly, the children of Israel, they ended up in the wilderness because they took their eyes off God and they began to look at the things around them and they went round and round in circles and we can go round and round in circles if we fail to keep our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ who is the author and the finisher of our faith but too we can say this morning that our God fights for us and this is the bit that I just I just felt so much this week as I was thinking of this God fights for us we're in a battle and the battle seems to be get fearsome every moment as each day goes by but God will fight for us I hate to mention it again but we've just come out of that month which has been boycotted and taken over by what we call the pride and all the rest of it and I heard somebody say this last week that in one of these marches that they have in one of the big cities in the nations of the world, as they were making the march, this is what they were crying, crying out. We're queer and we're here and we're after your children. That's what they were chanting. We need to be praying for our children because the battle is getting fierce. But we need to understand that God is fighting for us as we seek his face on behalf of our nation and the nations of the world and of our children. And there are a couple of verses that came to my mind and I'm going to read this portion or part of this portion. We know it very well from Romans chapter 8 which helps us. It gives us confidence. And from Romans 8 and verses 31 to 39 this is what it says. What then shall we say to these saints? I've mentioned one this morning and we can mention a mountain of other things that are pressing against the people of God in the society in which we're living in. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Why? Because our God has not only gone ahead of us, but our God fights for us. We can trust him. 
We can put our confidence in Him. We can put our hope in Him. So what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, and who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sorrow? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, in absolutely everything, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. How can we be competent? Because our God is for us. And he will fight for us. And just as he planned from the beginning right through to the promised land for the children of Israel, and not only planned, but provided. He's planned for you and me. And he's provided for you and me. And as we keep our eyes focused upon him, we'll reach the finishing line. Victorious. Conquerors. Because in him, we are conquerors. And then Psalm 118. Psalm 118, verses 6 to 7. The Lord is on my side. Amen. Can you say that this morning? The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. Our confidence is in the Lord. We're on the victory side. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's our confidence this morning. That's our confidence. And so in the difficult and the dark days in which we are living, we need to keep reminding ourselves of this very sure fact. We're on the winning side. We're on more than the winning side. Because we're on the side that's won. Because Jesus has conquered. He's the King of Kings. And He is the Lord of Lords. So, let's remind ourselves this morning. God cares for us. Whatever's going on in your life this morning, whatever's going on in your family or in your circumstances, in the home, in the workplace, in school, college, whatever it might be, God knows all about it. God cares. And he's already prepared and planned the future for it. So leave it in his hands. 
because they're safe hands. But even as we're going through those times, God is with us. He's by the side of us. And God has gone ahead of us. And God fights for us. Let's keep our hands in His hands. Let's keep trusting Him. And keep our eyes focused.